0: Welcome to Folk Roots Radio, I'm Jan Hall. All the best in Folk Roots Americana, singer-songwriters and blues, and artist interviews. On Folk Roots Radio, we're all about the music and the people that make it. Now coming up, we're stepping back to 2018 as we take in music and interviews from that summer's Hillside Festival. Three blissful days out on the island at Guelph Lake, just outside Guelph in Ontario. And it's a fantastic community festival, with a wonderful vibe and something for every musical taste, alongside educational workshops and children's programming. Now, sadly, because of COVID, there are a few festivals taking place this year, which makes it all the more reason to step back to the halcyon days of summers gone by. And we're starting off this way, and rather appropriately. This is Reverend Seaco, With When the Spirit Says Move. You're listening to Funk Roots Radio, and I'm Jan Hall.
1: Say move, you got to move. When the spirit say move, you got to move. When the spirit say move, you got to move. When the spirit say move, you got to move. Hey, the Holy Ghost told me you got to move. The Holy Ghost told me you got to move ghost told me you got to move. When the holy ghost ain't move, you got to move.
2: Holy ghost, holy ghost, holy ghost, holy ghost, oh holy ghost, holy ghost.
0: we Hillside with Frank Evans from the Slocan Ramblers, but actually I should say Frank Evans from and also lots of other people as well, because you also have a reputation as being a bit of a banjo player for hire, don't you?
3: Uh, I have played with uh, many groups before, but you know, when I'm at a festival like this, uh, it's really fun to be busy all the time, you know, it's fun to, to play with all different types of bands and configurations, and so yeah, I'm enjoying the weekend quite a bit.
0: Uh, you were playing on stage with Doris Falcons, who uh, released her album, her debut album, earlier this year. And I think you appeared on the record as well, didn't you?
3: I did, yeah. I actually early suggested her to... Uh, she was looking for a producer for a record, and I suggested Andrew Collins, who's an old friend of mine. And uh, he sort of got together a group of pals to play on the record, and so I was lucky enough to be one of them. And so then we uh, we found out we were going to be at Hillside together, that uh, we would sort of try and make the record happen live. So the
0: Slowcam Ramblers have been at Hillside
3: this year. I didn't realize that's actually your
0: first appearance at Hillside.
3: Yeah, this is our first time being here. I have um, many friends who sort of make an annual pilgrimage here and, and talk very highly of the festival. I've never been, uh, but uh, yeah, we, we sort of booked it early in the year and uh, we're looking forward to it all year and, and it's definitely lived up to expectations. It's, uh, it's an amazing festival. It's just wonderful people here and all kinds of different kinds of music and uh, yeah, I just had a great time.
0: So tell us a little bit about the Slow Can Ramblers. You've been together a while now, building a great reputation uh, for your bluegrass, both your own compositions, as well as, obviously, songs from the traditional canon. Tell us a little bit about the band.
3: Yeah, so the Slow Can Ramblers has been around since about 2010. And we started out, we uh, we didn't actually really expect to be a touring act. We were all sort of involved with other projects at the time. And uh, we just kind of found that, Bluegrass is something that we really wanted to do and really spent all of our time focusing on, and uh, it kind of—I'm not really sure how—but morphed into a full-time career. So we, we now—that's pretty much all we do—is play with that band and uh, tour around quite a bit in the states and Europe and uh, and a lot in Canada and um, yeah, it's it's a you know a fun project. I'm really happy to be part of it and so yeah. And we just released a new record called Queen City Jubilee. So excited about that. We'll talk about that in a second, but just remind people of who plays in the band with you. Yes, yeah, so we have Adrian Gross on mandolin, Daryl Polson on guitar, Alistair Whitehead on bass, and myself, Frank Evans, on banjo. And so, yeah, that's it's a quartet. Traditional bluegrass quartet. So this
0: new album, Queen City Jubilee, was just released uh, two or three weeks ago. Tell us a little
3: bit about the new album. Yeah, the new album is, um, it's it's a you know, basically it's a combination of all the songs we've been writing while we've been touring around so much. We've, you know, we played almost 160 shows or something last year. And uh, so you spend a lot of time together and um, you just, you know, you get to know someone's music, you know, kind of musical abilities. and Not abilities, that's the wrong word, but uh, just sort of you, you develop a stronger connection with someone when you've, you've traveled that much with them. And so this is sort of a record where we really feel... Uh, like a solid unit as a group and so we what we ended up doing is going in with our good friend Andrew and we recorded pretty much everything live off the floor we just had a you know uh, a dense forest of microphones that was pointed in every direction and we uh, we captured as much as we could and we just played for about I don't know two weeks straight just just playing tunes and uh, trying to get just a whole take as as clean as possible and uh, I'm really happy with how it turned out and got yeah got a lot of good stuff and what sort of mix is there on the album between your own
0: compositions and traditional bluegrass a, material?
3: Yeah, it's it's about 70, 30 We always try and we we definitely push a little more to do original compositions on this one. Um, but uh, we one of the fun things about playing bluegrass is that you know it's such a the repertoire is so in depth and, and you know it's a, endless possibilities in terms of finding new songs. So we're always trying to find new gems or old gems, I should say, that people haven't really uh, rediscovered or something like that. So I found a couple of One, One of them was a song named Mississippi Hillbilly Blues. and uh, Sorry, Mississippi Heavy Water Blues. And it's one that I got from Roscoe Holcomb, who's an old banjo player. Uh, and I really like his version. Then, you know, it's one of those interesting things where you kind of go down the rabbit hole of finding who he got it from. He actually got it from an old blues musician, by the name of Barbecue Bob, and then I was turned on to Barbecue Bob, and now we've done a couple other songs, and so it's that's one of my favorite things, is sort of, um, you know, going down that rabbit hole of finding who, sort of how the folk process happened, and, and where it started, and, you know, where it spiraled off to, and so, yeah.
0: Well, you know, that comes through when you play live, because you had a show on the lake stage at hillside on friday evening which seems like a week ago but it was only yeah, two days know, really but you know i love the way that you your enthusiasm for the music comes through and you know the fact that you you know you always put a shout out for who it is that either wrote the material or actually you know perhaps made it their own through their own uh, arrangements for it it's just really kind of cool to
3: hear that yeah i really think it's important to listen to a couple like if you're going to play a traditional tune I think it's important to know the source just because it gives you um, just a different context around the song, and uh, and I I grew up playing old time music, which is it's basically it's the same thing as bluegrass but a little bit earlier version of it, and they are uh, they're very a lot of people who play that music are very much into finding the source material, and you know they have a, a, a very high tolerance for listening to really scratchy old records. So uh, you know once you build up that tolerance, then it's uh, then you can you know there's endless amounts of uh, field recordings you can listen to and you know find some new cool tunes. So
0: you've had a great time at Hillside you're actually going to be part of the gospel session and one of the highlights of Hillside every year is the fabulous Sunday morning gospel session. Have you done many of
3: these things before? I've, I've played with Ken Whiteley once or twice and uh, really enjoyed every time and he's I think uh, one of the best fits for a gospel set and so uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I haven't done a ton of them but uh, I'm really looking forward to this one so yeah well it's
0: been great to talk to you today if people want to learn more about the slowcan ramblers how can they do that
3: yeah, you can find us uh, the website's probably the best place to find it it's uh, www.slowcanramblers.com there might have been one too many w's but you get the point point. And, uh, and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff but uh, yeah just come and see a live show I think it's the best way to, to understand the music
0: that's great well it's been great to chat today we only have one thing left to do that's to pick the next piece of music to play what is it going to be
3: Well, seeing as I was talking about it, why don't we pick the first track off that album. It's called Mississippi Heavy Water Blues by Roscoe Holcomb, and I hope you enjoy.
0: Slow can Ramblers with Mississippi Heavy Water Blues from the great new album, Queen City Jubilee. And I'm John Hall from Folk Roots Radio on a beautiful Sunday at Hillside. And Frank Evans, thanks very much, and have a great
3: rest of your Hillside. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this was fun.
1: Walking down the levee with my head hanging low Looking for my sweet mama, but she ain't here no more That's why I'm crying, that's why I'm crying I got the Mississippi heavy water blues Lord, 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 Lord Yeah. This is Lizzie Hoyt, and you are listening to the fabulous Folk Roots Radio with Jan Hall.
0: We're at the Hillside Festival. It's now Saturday afternoon, having a fabulous time. I've just bumped into Martin Harley, who's one of the performers at Hillside this year. Now, Martin Harley is an artist I have huge respect for. Fabulous guitarist, uh, produced a couple of great albums live at Southern Ground. And his most recent, Static in the Wires, which was one of my favourite albums of 2017. Truth be told, I've been hoping for an interview for a while. We did talk about it earlier in the year, unfortunately, because of uh, Martin's touring arrangements. We never managed to get it done, but now we can. Martin Harley for Folk Roots Radio at Hillside. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. I'm feeling very welcome, so thank you for having me. Well, I... You know, I've been a great fan of your music for a long time. The two albums that you made were with uh, Daniel Kimbrough on bass. Now, he's not with you, and I think uh, you do play some shows together, but inevitably there's touring that you'll do where you just do it as a solo artist.
4: Yeah, I, I tour a lot alone because of the pure simplicity of it. I toured with the band for around about 10 years. I made five albums with the Martin Harley band. And then, um, yeah, coinciding with the time that I had children, I just decided to go it alone for a little while I'd, uh, I'd got a deal in america and so i went to make bojo fix in america which is really quite a solo project i came out of that wanting to get back to something very simple and rootsy i bumped into daniel kimbrough at a hippie music festival in tennessee and we hit it off um, yeah, he jumped on stage and started playing with me um, in a fairly impromptu manner and um, i just really loved how we connected and how it worked and so uh, a month or so after that we made Love at Southern Ground which is made in an afternoon made in four or five hours So, and that's one of the remarkable
0: things about that album because and, you know now with the way that recording techniques have changed it's really easy for people to produce great stuff really quickly but when you listen to that album you don't get that feel that it's something that you know was created just almost through almost through serendipity you know with everything coming together you get to the studio to make it
4: I think one of of the advantages and disadvantages of uh, the development of technology and music software is that you can make a record at home, but you can also edit and chop and move and quantize and and, and do those things. Um, And for for me, it's about the right space and the right person and capturing the right moment and, and not making it too clean. It's the bumps, the clicks, the bangs and the mistakes that make things sound human to me. And it's very easy to edit out. Um... The, the humanity uh, and the human aspect of music. So, um, and I'm guilty of it too. You know, uh, I think as a musician, who's been making music for 15, 20 years now, um, I just find myself drawn to the more organic, the more real stuff. I just nothing has to be perfect. I just don't want it to have the life rinsed out of it. Um, But, you know, uh, Static and the Wires is is a development on that sound and a development in the relationship between Daniel and I. Um, And I really enjoyed that. Simply recorded. The bulk of it was really done in two days. We got set up and sounded good. We we actually recorded the whole record acoustically, just Daniel and I, before we added any other component parts to it. So we had that covered and then we just brought in different people. Derek Nixon turned up to play drums and he was... um, you know, he sounded so good and he was so sympathetic to the, the songs and so simple with all the things in the right place. He, uh, he ended up playing on, I think, six of the songs, five or six of the songs, and all that was done in the morning. And I really enjoyed the, the speed and the natural nature of, of, of how that came together.
0: I think Jerry Douglas played with you as well, is that yeah, right?
4: It, yeah, I was really kind to of him. Um, Daniel and Jerry know each other. Um, Daniel started playing in the Jerry Douglas band, and... Um, uh, as well as playing with a bunch of other people and uh, yeah we got introduced and um, you know Daniel asked a question when we were in the recording process whether Jerry would be willing to come in and, and, and throw some music down and uh, and he did
0: So how would you describe your music? I mean you mentioned you move in a rootsy style I mean there, there is really a stripped down feel to the music that you've been producing with Daniel but you're here at Hillside you're playing solo you, you do a lot of um, lap steel don't you?
4: Yeah, the, the instrument I play, it's like a lap steel, an acoustic version of a lap steel. It's called a Weisenborn. It's a traditional Hawaiian guitar, so it sits across your lap. It has hollow chamber all the way down the neck, and the body is, is hollow. Um, it's tuned to an open tuning. So yeah, it's like an acoustic lap steel or a pedal steel or a Dobro, but without the resonator. So it's a little warmer sounding. Um, what I like about that instrument is that it has a rich bass end a very clear treble end and so if you are playing solo it it kind of has everything, it's quite orchestral in its um, you know in its its general sound and it's just got a little bit more than a regular guitar for me. Um, The fact that I'm playing it with a metal bar um, to create the notes gives it quite a human quality in the same way that a human voice has a vibrato to it when it sings. Um, When you're making the note with the slide you have a natural vibrato too. and I really like that. It's a very, um, it's a very vocal sounding instrument. Do you find, um,
0: from the songwriting point of view, I mean, is that something that's really quite natural for you? Uh, are you always, you know, working on new stuff? Particularly when I'm thinking, when you're on the road, you know, appearing appearing at places like Hillside, uh, is this all fertile ground to to come up with new material?
4: No, <laughs> I think it's a simple answer. Um, I'd like it to be. Uh, but it's been the last 15 20 years of my life is a lot of time in cars buses planes and um you know jet lag and all the things that come come with that and the best part about festivals and the fertile nature of that is seeing other people gathering new ideas from from bands you haven't seen so it's very productive in that in that way um but no you know getting to the airport, being on a plane, getting here, driving from here, getting to the hotel, checking in, coming to the festival. Not much is really happening there. You know, you're meeting other people who have transient lifestyles. You end up chewing the shit about, you know, just what's happening. You know, what's happening with bands, what's happening with travel, catching up with old friends. Um, So I don't find myself sitting in the hotel in the evening going, yeah, I've got something to say about today and that's going to become a song. I'm more likely to write a song if I go to the laundrette and um, you know hang out with the old ladies and or bus stops. Watch that machine. <laughs> Watch the machine going round. Yeah. For me, boredom is a very fertile creative ground. I, boredom is never underestimate the importance of boredom. Um, um, you know, it's hard. Sometimes I just get a really uh, uh, you know a bug about something, or I get obsessed with a new form of sly guitar, maybe it's uh, Indian sly guitar, maybe I I hear a record where someone's approached something in a different way um, and, and that really spurs me on to write music um.
0: So Static and the Wires was very well received, I mentioned it was one of my favourite albums of 2017 uh, when are we likely to see some new material from Martin Harley?
4: Well we, Daniel and I um, finished up our last tour in a very wonderful very beautiful venue called the union chapel in london which is a functioning chapel holds 900 people and i've always wanted to play there since one of my heroes uh, a guy called kelly joe phelps played there in the late 90s i went along and it had a fairly strong impact on me and my musical direction and um so it became a bucket list venue so we played there and we filmed it all on um, on, on broadcast cameras and multi-tracked the evening so the next thing that will most likely come out is the full video, full DVD of that, um, which has some of Daniel's songs on it that he's never released. And after that, there'll be a new album from me in 2019. It's probably going to be a Martin Harley record, not, an, not a Martin Harley and Daniel Kimbrough record. Daniel wants to make his own record, so it's likely there will be two in October, November, 2019, with two separate records. We're playing together, so. Um, So you're at
0: Hillside. Um, Have you got many other shows while you're over this time?
4: I have one workshop tomorrow morning. This was just an in and out. I'm catching up with a good friend of mine, Sam Lewis, out of Nashville. He's one of my favorite songwriters who, uh, when he doesn't have anything on, comes and hangs out, helps me out. And, um, you know, we just catch up. So I hope it
0: won't be too long before we see you back over here.
4: I am certainly hoping to come back for the festival season, 2019. That would have been three years since I came here in 2016 and did, uh, you know, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, Calgary, Calmore. Calmore, I did them all in 2016. So hopefully three years is enough time that those guys will be interested in having me back. And therefore, uh, yeah, hopefully it won't be too long. Hopefully uh, festival season next year I'll be here.
0: That's wonderful. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that?
4: The good old fashioned interweb, yeah, mineharley.com. You know, Instagram, Facebook, all those, all those things.
0: That's wonderful. We only have one thing left to do, and that's choose the next piece of music to play. What is it going to be?
4: Ooh, of mine. Absolutely. I'm going to go for gold off uh, Static and the Wires, just because it wasn't a song in the two days preceding recording. It. It was just an idea, and Daniel and I just sat around and. And, uh, and flash down Sam Lewis's house in Nashville, which is, well, oh, let's see what we can do. And it's one of those magical things that very much came together in the studio on the day that very nearly could have been nothing. But um, just a little bit of positive thinking and a little bit of effort um, turned it into something as opposed to nothing. So, uh, yeah, let's go with gold.
0: This is Martin Harley with gold from his wonderful 2017 album, Standing in the Wires. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio at the Hillside Festival. And I'm John Hall. And thanks again. Oh, and by the way, we're lying on cushions in the sanctuary at Hillside. What a cool place to do interviews.
4: <laughs> That's why I sound so relaxed. I've just been massaged by the wonderful volunteers here. Yeah, that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> but they look after people at uh, Canadian festivals very well. And uh, I think the rest of the world could take um, a, uh, a page out of their book.
0: That's great. Thanks again.
4: Thanks for having me.
5: There's a rat in the kitchen The dog's still itching And God's on out You can wait for me by the willow tree Until the sun turns back I can't feel it coming on Like a shiver and down my back It's... footsteps down the hall It's dead
4: You're listening to 4 Roots Radio With Jan Hall
0: We're at the back of the Island Stage At Hillside on Sunday I'm joined by Catherine Allen And Andrew James O'Brien They are the fortunate ones They come from Newfoundland They have a great new album out Holdfast They're actually creating a real buzz For their music Some wonderful harmonies Fabulous musicianship On both their albums Their first album was The Bliss The second one is Hold Fast They are touring all over In fact, I had to tell them they were at Hillside this morning Because they weren't sure exactly where they were Because I think,
6: if I get this right You were in Ottawa for Blues Fest yesterday, is that right? We were, we were in Ottawa for Blues Fest We made our way here to Guelph And uh, it's great to be here It's a little chilly today
7: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A mere maybe 32 degrees (laughs) We're not used to this Being Newfoundlanders and all
0: and I think it was, was it last week, the week before you were in Winnipeg yes. for Folk Fest there too, how was that?
7: Yeah, it's been a great couple of weeks, you know, all of these three festivals are just uh, ones with amazing reputations. Um, we have done Winnipeg before and that was amazing, um, but both Blues Fest and Hillside, it's our first time, so it's an absolute pleasure to be here.
0: So tell us a little bit about the Fortunate Ones, how long have you been making music together?
6: Well Catherine and I met uh, technically in August of 2009. Uh, We started playing together in in January, February of 2010, um, but Fortunate Ones was born in uh, 2013 and technically I guess our our first real kind of outing was Folk Alliance in Toronto in 2013 and we've been making music ever since. Now, you've got two albums under your belt, is that right? Correct and a Christmas EP. <laughs> That's right. I think Although, you didn't you start with a Christmas EP? No, we started with the Bliss. We but we made a Christmas EP, and it's funny when you go to record a Christmas album because if you want it out in time, it needs to start recording in June, which is very surreal to be playing sleigh bells in June. Except in Newfoundland, you might get away with it. That. That's right. You know, that we, is true. It snows in June at home.
7: Yes, <laughs> this is true. I didn't mind it at all. I love holiday music. Uh, but anyway, we're happy to have yeah a new release out of. Uh, I guess, non-holiday music. Um, yeah, Hold Fast came out May 25th, and it's been wonderful touring it and playing these new songs for people.
0: So tell us a little bit about that album, because you had quite a few collaborators, I think,
6: involved uh, in this. So tell us a little bit about that. Absolutely, so with, with our first record, The Bliss, we wanted to kind of define what it was uh, as two people making music and performing live, and so the album was reflective of two people in, in the space, in the in the musical space. We feel like we accomplished that with the first record, so that really we didn't really have any parameters in terms of of the music when it came to make the second record. So, to us, it was what the thing that was most important was to to create a collaborative community kind of sharing space when it came to the record. So, we didn't let any kind of preconceived ideas of following up the bliss determine what we were going to do. So, we just got as many of our amazing friends as we could. Uh, And then ask them to come play on the record. So we've got Jim Bryson playing electric guitars, we've got Kinley Dowling from Hey Rosetta playing all the strings. We've got, you know, just a wonderful cast uh, of of our friends that have been, uh, you know, so gracious to come and play. And again, yeah, no, I think the defining kind of element of this new record is community and collaboration. I think Alan Doyle's on there as well, isn't he? Yeah, that's right. We, we co-wrote some songs with Alan and another friend of ours, Tim Baker from Hey Rosetta.
7: Yeah, and he played this weekend at Hillside. We unfortunately missed him, but yeah, it was really nice to kind of open the doors wide on this album. The last one was very much kind of the two of us uh, and then our producer, Dan Ledwell. And this one, we kind of opened it up in terms of the writing um, and the production. Uh, which was really nice to have, you know, a full drum kit on there and just really flesh out all the textures on the record. So uh, it was a really fun one to make, for sure.
0: And Daniel Edwell's been doing some great work. I mean, he's, you know, you you really, you know, we talk about how wonderful things are in Eastern Canada, um, you know, the Maritimes generally, but certainly in in Newfoundland, you have have an amazing musical community. Can you talk about growing up in, in music in Newfoundland?
7: Yeah, well, I guess on the topic of Alan Doyle, he's been one of our heroes forever and ever. Great Big Sea was one of the paramount bands from our province to kind of pave the way. Um, And, of course, we just finished up a 40-day tour with Alan, and it was just an absolute dream. We got to play beautiful theaters right across the the country uh, and down into the states as well. And... Yeah, it's just a wonderful collaborative community from back home and everyone's very supportive of one another. Genre-wise, we have a little bit of everything happening on the island. Um, so it's, yeah, just a pleasure to be from there and we kind of wave that flag as much as we can.
0: <laughs> can. Can you talk about the the tone of the songs on uh, Hold Fast? Because, I mean, the, you, you know, you you, you want to try and get people to think about your music. So uh,
6: can you talk about what you were trying to, to get from that? I think... You know, Holdfast is a snapshot in time of, of who we were during the making of, and and it's the culmination of three and a half years of consistent touring and growth and and discovering who we were as musicians and as artists since the release of the first record. I think I think kind of some of the fundamental themes um, with this record would be resilience, um, trying to stay true to to who you are in terms of your your goals or your desires in life and just kind of you know there's always an element of introspection and self-reflection i think that's maybe where the universality of our records uh kind of translates with people is that we're, we're not trying to reinvent a wheel we are we are basically just trying to discover and interpret our lives as we see them and as we move through them and, and and not unlike anyone else would and so like i say resilience self-discovery and trying to figure out and carve out who and what you are in in the world
0: you're on tour just now you're at hillside what are your plans for the rest of the summer into the fall
7: yeah we're going out home after this festival for a little bit we're doing the newfoundland labrador uh, folk festival heading out to alberta in august as well um spending some time Uh, with family. Andrew's brother's getting married in August as well so um, a little bit of everything and uh, then of course in the fall we're doing our own album release tour um, right across the country so we're really excited to get back into the area and uh, yeah. Well,
0: certainly people should definitely check out the Fortunate Ones if you get a chance when they're coming on tour. People want to learn more about your music. How can they do that?
6: Sure. Well, we always like to tell people to check out fortunateones.ca. That's kind of the, the hub for all things Fortunate Ones. Our music is available anywhere you can find music. So... We always like to push people towards the local record shops. Fred's Records back home in Newfoundland is the greatest little record shop in the world. And um, you can get stuff through our website. We're on Spotify, Google Play, all that other stuff. But any way you can find us, we're gonna be there waiting for you. (laughs) Great to have you join
0: us. We only have one thing left to do and that's pick the next piece of music we're gonna play. What is it gonna be?
7: Oh, that's a good question. I think I'll pick the title track of the album and that's Hold Fast.
0: This is The Fortunate Ones with Holdfast from the album of the same name, Wood Hillside Festival, having an absolutely wonderful time on a gorgeous Sunday afternoon. And thanks for stopping by. Thank you. Thank you, Jack. Adieu. We're Perch Creek all the way from Australia.
6: You're listening to Folk Roots Radio
0: with Jen Hall. Cecile de Kingay has just come off stage at the island at Hillside, and an absolutely fabulous set. You must be, like, on cloud nine after a set like that.
8: Yeah, you know, it, it was really, it's been a beautiful day. Like, we, we, we drove in yesterday, and uh, so today is the first, like, hillside experience as a performer or invited artist and the welcome has just been overwhelmingly beautiful Uh, this morning at the gospel workshop and this afternoon for our set it's just such a like such lovely vibes that it's yeah you flow you know And, and you're reminded that this is what it's about it's not about the tunes it's not about performing it's about the communion that we have like perform, like sharing a live concert experience. You know, that exchange of energy and, and realizing that we ha- we are actually one, right? And and we're one through music and that, that's just priceless. Like, well you you, like
0: you did say some wonderful things during the show. We'll talk about them in a few moments, and certainly talk about your music. But I wanna take things back because you mentioned I think your family's originally from Cameroon, originally is that right?
8: Cameroon. Both my parents born and raised there. And then uh, they moved to France to study. Um, and fought for independence from there and then went back once the country was freed from, from French and British rule and uh, eventually immigrated back to France and then to the States, which is where I am, yeah. And now I've been in Montreal for 20-odd years.
0: And Montreal now feels like home. It's
8: home, it's definitely home. And Canada is home. And all, all the places I've lived are home, you know, and then it's... it's you know, when, you, when you, you, you feel connected to a place, to a people, to a society, it, it's an extra home, right? So I've got several homes, yeah. Well, it's
0: funny because, you know, when you, you, you talk about things, it's like all of these life experiences that you collect, they all become part of you.
8: Absolutely, and I think all of us, we're, were the sum of, of what we've lived, right? And what we experience and who we meet. Um, everybody, everything affects how we evolve as human beings, so yeah, definitely.
0: So tell us about the music. I didn't realize that the uh, the album that you currently have out, it, which is part two part of the... Part two of Anybody of, Listening. It's Anybody Listening. Yeah. Um, yeah that's and that's actually a trilogy.
8: Yeah. So, so that's a,
0: take us through the trilogy.
8: So the idea was, because um, I've been touring a trio um, pretty much almost exclusively for the last, um, I guess, six years. And the, the folks who, who knew me as a solo artist, just with my acoustic, were like, well, the trio is great, but we, we miss you alone. And I was like, well, what is it that you miss? And they're like, I don't know, it's just a different energy. So I maybe go, hmm, okay, so if I take the same tunes and I play them alone versus play them with folks that I love and, and if I play them in front of an audience, how does that change? Like, what is it that changes in the energy? What is it that changes in my delivery? What is it that changes in the mood, or the intent, or any of that stuff? So that that was the idea behind the trilogy. So part one, monologues, is solo acoustic. Uh, Dialogues, it's with a rhythm section and and guest singers. And then part three, communion, is bringing in the audience. So it's going to be a live recording, and see how that affects the tunes, and how we deliver them, and the energy, right? Oh, that
0: sounds so cool. When is that likely to be released?
8: Well, I'm aiming for next year or 2020. Okay, and are
0: you going to record that in Montreal? That's
8: what I'm still trying to figure out, because there there are a lot of places that I've really enjoyed playing. Originally, I was going to do it just a a two- or three-nighter in Montreal, and I was like, but, you know, like there are a lot of different spots where the audiences are just beautiful, and it would be neat to capture that. So then it becomes a question of logistics. So that's why it's taking longer than expected, because I really want to do it right.
0: You know, your music's pretty interesting, because you really do cross over, you know, you can... Um, you can get up on a you know on a folk festival stage and, and you know and, and be loved for everything it is. You're obviously perfect for the blues as well, but also kind of there's a little bit of jazzy feel to that too.
8: Well I'm a, I'm, I'm a cultural mutt and I'm a musical mutt, right? Like I, 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 I love music full stop. So then it's a matter of where people what box people feel most comfortable putting you in for them. I don't choose a box. To me, it's music, whether I'm playing blues, soul, reggae, jazz, rock, like any of it, bikutsi, whatever. To me, it's a continuum. So for me, it all makes sense. And what doesn't make sense to me is trying to pigeonhole music into a, a very narrow um, genre or, or existence, right? Because music is its part of all the, the, the meeting cultural like mishmash that we are, right? And and why would we not allow that to, to live within a genre or or why would I not express all the different sides, cultural sides, that I have within, like, in my music.
0: Now, when you were performing, you talked a little bit about your family. You mentioned your mother. You have a, a song about her kitchen that's in there. Um, are your parents both musical as well?
8: Uh, they were. My, my pop used to play trumpet when he was younger. and uh, My mom used to sing in, in, in a choir and play piano. Um, and then all the siblings, I'm the last of eight kids, and all of us dabble in something, whether it's vocals or, or um, instruments. Uh, only two of us are professional musicians, but all of us play or sing, yeah.
0: So you have lots of fun. You you travel a lot, though. I think that you're on the road quite a bit.
8: Yeah. The last few years like, the, have been great for traveling. Like, we, we traveled across the country back and forth. We crossed the pond and played in the, the Netherlands and Germany and, and Belgium. And It's just been, um, you know, that's the one thing that, that I, I feel blessed because I love traveling. I love discovering the world. I would love to be able to, to see as many countries as my pop did in his lifetime. Which is almost all of them and and just meet meet people and 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 actually live empirically like the differences right and and actually learn through experience you know what it what are the different cultures and, and yeah, I hope i I have enough time you know here down here before I pass to actually you know see as much of the world as possible and and meet as many different people as possible because that that's how we understand the human condition right it's it's actually meeting other human beings and and discussing and discovering different ways of of, of thinking life of living life of, of being so yeah i love traveling for that because every and, time i learn something
0: and sharing that message of Inclusivity. I mean, that came through very clearly and certainly in a place like Hillside, which is based around the idea that we're community, that we're family, that we need to care for each other, we need to respect each other, we need to respect the environment. It makes it a perfect fit to bring someone like you in.
8: Oh, I think we're a perfect fit. <laughs> yeah,
0: bring me back. <laughs> <laughs>
8: Absolutely, anytime. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, that's great. If people want to learn more about your music, how can they do that?
8: Uh, well, the website is cdkmusik.com and you can sign up for the newsletter as well to, to keep in just to, to be um, um, kept up to date as, as to the touring and to the albums coming out and whatever else, and also all the, the social media. So Twitter, my face, all all that, um, Facebook, all of that stuff, and uh, yeah, and I, I like I like getting messages. I, I answer messages as much as possible, and I do believe that that right now there are some folks who've realized who realized that they can make a lot of money keeping us divided. So the idea is to keep us united. So even if it's just to say hi, even if it's just a wave or whatever else on social media, it's important for us to, to, to stay connected and to, to keep the, the, the current going, the chain going among human beings. Because once, once we feel disconnected to each other, that's when they can manipulate us into harming each other as opposed to helping each other Uh, have a better quality of life, so yeah, by all means. It's been an absolute pleasure to see you
0: perform. Everybody loved you in that tent, you had them. It's always great when you see an artist have an audience in their palm of their hand, but the way at the end, uh, you know, you brought them in, you involved them in the set, they all loved it. We loved having you at Hillside. We only have one thing left to do, and that's to pick the next piece of music we're gonna play, what is it gonna be?
8: Thankful because I'm very thankful to have been invited into the Hillside community.
0: And is that, is that on that's on the on second the,
8: on the second album
0: okay. On the okay. This is Cecile De Kingay. We're thankful from anybody listening, the dialogues. We're at the Hillside Festival and Jan Hall for Folk Groups Radio. And I think I might be in love with this woman, which is gonna get complicated. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you, cheers
8: <laughs> That was fun. thank you
2: I got shelter, even got a bed I run in water and I never go unfair That's more than most So who the hell am I to complain? I live in a country Stable and at peace Where I can voice all my griefs and beliefs How many people are denied at the freedom of speech take for granted the good things in life that lessen my burden and help shine my life. Today I'm simply happy to be alive, easy on troubled times. I'm thankful. the bus, I've got an education denied most of us, I have the right to choose, the right to say no to unwanted touch, I don't keep up with the Joneses, cause I'm running a different race, and I'm surrounded by people who make sure I finish mine in first place. take for granted the good things in life that lessen my burden and help shine my light. today i'm simply happy to be alive easy on trouble dies i'm thankful today i'm simply happy to be alive family friends born with child all All in all, I got a good life.
0: we can squeeze into this hour of Folk Roots Radio. We had an absolutely fabulous time at the Hillside Festival, and it's hard to put into words how wonderful it is. If you've not experienced it yet, you definitely should try and make it there at least once. The festival has an incredible vibe, and musically, there really is something for everyone. And with all the craziness going on in the world just now, being at Hillside feels like a respite from all the insanity. Authentic, inclusive, respectful, and environmentally sustainable. Hillside, you're just the best. You can check out the full playlist for this episode on our website at folkrootsradio.com and you can listen to previous episodes of the show on demand. And thanks again to all of our radio partners who help us bring Folk Roots Radio to you each week. We'll leave you with the fabulous female Latino vocal ensemble, La Dama, who were a big hit at Hillside. This is Cumbia Brasileira. You're listening to Folk Roots Radio, and I'm John Hall. We'll see you next time.